You're listening to the Northfield Radio Program, where faith, family, and culture all collide with the biblical worldview. There is a war that's raging for the hearts and the minds and the spirits of men and women. And you and I, as Christians, are on the forefront of that battle. The question is, what will you do? To find out more about the Northfield Radio Program and Caleb Gordon, go to www.calebgordon.com. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Northfield Radio Program. I'm so excited that you're here with me today. As always, I want to say thank you to our friends at Outpost Coffee. They have the perfect caffeinated beverage for a fall day. Check these guys out at outpostcoffeeco.com. Well, on today's program, I have my friend Zach Costello, and we sit down and we talk about what's going on in the culture and how Hollywood has inadvertently proven God's word to be accurate. I really hope this conversation encourages you and challenges you for this week. Welcome back to the Northfield Nation, Zach Costello. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing fantastic. Fantastic. Thank How? you for having me. That's you're awesome. welcome. I'm glad that you're here. You've actually, you, you're the most, you're the person that's been on here as a co-host the most. Really? Yes. You've been on the Does show. Does that include radio and just online? That does include radio and online right. podcasts. So Very you're cool. here, you've been here the most. Well. Second place is I Ryan Dobson. So that's second place. Nice. I so saw you, you uploaded that, that show the other day. So. Yeah. So um, you're, you're a new dad. Relative. I mean, compared again? to since the last. Yes, again. This is baby number three. Three. God's favorite. One of God's favorite numbers. So. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> I think there's good reason for that. Amen. Yeah. So three boys. Three boys. What, what's your son, your newest son's name? Zephaniah. Zephaniah, very biblical. Very biblical. We like, to, we like to keep it biblical, and my wife wanted to keep the Z in the family for my name being Zach. So uh, there are surprisingly more options than you would think, but a lot of them end up sounding like space aliens, like <laughs> Zadok. That's a name? Uh, that's a name in the Bible. Found it. But uh, yeah, my oldest is Ezekiel, and then we have Ezra, and then our newest is Zephaniah. Awesome. Very cool. So, uh, what's been going on in your world? Uh, same old, really. I'm just readjusting our, our schedule and you sleeping? getting back into the routine. Yeah, he's a, he's a good sleeper, praise God. That is good. Yeah, he's very, very <laughs> colicky in the evening for a couple hours, but then uh, once he finally calms down, he usually sleeps all night already. Good deal. He's only like like to hear three that. months old, so that's a wonderful blessing. Do so, not always get that. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's some parents that oh my goodness don't get that luxury. <laughs> um, okay, so I wanted to bring you. We got an email from a friend of ours. Uh, mm-hmm. In fact, I think you were on the email list that came through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this event it's already taken place, but I thought it was interesting and I wanted to to discuss it with you because um, it is something that's going on in our communities, and I think it's um, it's it's noteworthy. It's worth talking about. Um, mm-hmm. it, the event was called, and it was held by, uh, it was, I think it was sponsored by uh, the Grand Lake Mental Health, which I think is interesting, Grand Lake Mental Health Group here in Bartlesville. Mental health. Mental health. Isn't that interesting? Yes, it is interesting. So it was held here in town, and it was, it was I think it was this last weekend. Um, the, the title of the event was called Alphabet Soup. Out of the can, mm-hmm. and it said in the in the 
body of the of the letter that went out says leadership lock in 2019. Mm-hmm. Bring, we will bring together LGBTQ plus youth in middle school and high school from across the state to socialize, develop leadership skills, and to have a great time. If if you weren't understanding completely, it sounds like some sort of a church lock-in. I mean, it's I mean, it's the same idea. Is like a, Similar, is, is yeah. a of a youth lock-in. What do we have youth lock-ins for? Oh well, they're gonna have a good time, and we're gonna have probably have a Bible study, and we're gonna yeah, play games, build friendships, mm-hmm. have a good time. And oh, then, oh, and for clarification, it looks like it was in Tulsa. Okay, so at, it was in Tulsa. I apologize. At an equality center. Hmm, fun. Mm. And it says who should attend. So that's important, right? We should know who to t- who should attend. Youth in grades six through twelve who identify as LGBTQ plus and who also are interested in connecting with and impacting their communities. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, wait a second. This is, and I understand that they're, that kid, the junior high kids and, and high school kids, they're sexual creatures. I get that. Mm-hmm. God created us mm-hmm. to be that way. Of course. But at sixth grade, I wasn't thinking, I need to connect with people who identify with me sexually. Right. I, I just wasn't thinking that way. To be, to be clear, you weren't thinking clearly really at all. No. <laughs> because your brain's not really actually fully developed you're in sixth what, grade. Uh, you're what, 11? 12, yeah, 11, 12, maybe. maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so listen to this. This is, this is what you will be doing. Youth will participate in interview, or I'm sorry, interactive workshops. So, yeah. interactive workshops focusing on leadership, development, community impact, and self-expression. Guys, and you and I have said this, I think almost every time we've been on the show. Christians, Christian parents, you cannot be neutral and you cannot take a back seat when it comes to the ideas of teaching your children. And I'll right. even use the word indoctrinating your children because right. I'm telling sure. you, this retreat is indoctrinating children. Absolutely, yeah. And you're indoctr- And guess what? When my kids go to church retreats, we're indoctrinating our kids mm-hmm. with sure. biblical doctrine. That's mm-hmm. and there's nothing. The idea, and we've made it sound horrible because you know. Nazis. Yeah, it's, it's, it's it sounds Nazi-esque. A, yeah, they, they've, it's gotten a negative connotation on it. But uh, I, I found it interesting when you, you mentioned the word neutrality, mm-hmm. you know, neutral. And uh, it immediately made me think of, especially regarding this subject, uh, think of something that Jeff Durbin says all the time and Dr. James Weiss says all the time is, is that neutrality is a myth. Yeah, absolutely. Neutrality is a myth. And the, the leftist side of things will will claim neutrality, right, and claim equality, maybe not all of them, but claim this sort of sense of neutrality and equality because they're taking the higher road, right? We're all equal and we're neutral in this. It's you that's hostile. But the reality is that neutrality is a myth. Absolutely. It's absolutely a myth. Um, this is not neutral. This this Correct. retreat this this lock in thing that they had was not neutral. It was very much um, there will be informative and motivating keynote speakers. So this sounds like a Christian or a churchy 
event because you know they were using the same terminology. We've got a motivating and informative keynote speaker, lots of fun activities, entertainment, and a silent disco, which I, you put your headphones on and you dance mm-hmm. to with a headphone, so it's quiet, which I'm not against that. That'd be interesting to watch. It's, sure it is that. interesting to watch. I actually I mean, watch I a lot I do that in the gym sometimes, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, I just think it's interesting that we've got this, this, this mentality. And it, when I was in high school and junior high, and I went to a public school, I went to a public high school, this was not, like, there was not a push by adults to try to get kids involved in LGBT lifestyles. There wasn't that put at least not here. Now, oh, yeah. if we're in New York or California, I could see, yes, there probably was. Yeah. But, but in, let's be clear again, that, that, that acronym didn't even exist. No, it didn't, it wasn't even, right? it was just homosexuality or, I mean, or gay. A it thing, wasn't, or, you know, um, oh, I'm bi or I'm this or they're that, you know, it may have existed in its forms, sure. you know, but they, they didn't have this like concentrated push. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my son, he's 16. He had a fellow classmate in his classroom walk in and say, I no longer want to be called a boy name. I want to be called a girl name. And he was dressed in a dress with a wig on. Yeah. And like, I, I can't even, it, I mean, we're sounding like old men here. We but, do sound like old it, men. But it's true. I can't even envision that happening. Even Had that happened in, in my high school. In the year, and when I was, I was in high school from '95 to '98. Had I been, had that taken place in my school, had some dude walked in with a wig on and a dress and been like, "Hey, listen, guys, I no longer want to be referred to as Caleb. Call me Clarita, or whatever, Claudia." Right. And if you don't, I will get you in huge trouble and take you to court. I would have been. They would, I will tell the principal. I would have been laughed out think, of the room. You would think they were joking. Right. Yeah. I mean, you would almost think like, oh, this this is some sort of funny skit that that they're putting on for some sort of it's gonna be yeah some sort of event or or a joke or, or whatever. I mean, the teacher probably would have even laughed. Oh, there would have been multiple like, people in the room laughing is, at this, and not and not. I don't think they would have been laughing in a sense of trying to be horribly malicious. No. or like you know, hateful against the person. It would have been disbelief. It's just that it would it would be so, the concept would have been so far out here, outside of the norm of how we interact with each other. Yeah. People just would not take it seriously. Like No. And I think there'd be a lot of blank faces too. Of it would be like, what the confu- heck just happened? Confusion, what? <laughs> right? Like, why are, you, why are we talking about this? Yeah. But I, even the title of the alphabet suit, out of the can. So, you know, we wanted to get you out of the can. You know, you need to come out and this will give you a place, a safe place to come out and share. Mm-hmm. We don't understand. We don't fully understand our own sexuality even mm-hmm. to where, like, later, early, in our early Way 20s. later. Yeah. In Way our later. 20s, we don't, like, we're, st- our, our brains do not fully develop scientifically till almost 20 years old. Or mm-hmm. It's even closer to... Th- I mean, if, if it depends on whose research you read. Mm-hmm. Closer to twenty-five, mm-hmm. our brains are still developing. So you've got a sixth, a sixth grader, which is 11, 12 years old, who doesn't grasp really. Oh, they're getting all these testosterone, all these hormones, all this estrogen just flowing mm-hmm. through every. You know, depending on the sex of the person. Yeah. It it you don't understand. 
and, and they're you trying to make a foundational, life-changing decision. Yeah. And you start that, pumping hormones. Age. You start pumping hormones into those kids or taking them out, whichever, you know, whatever. It, it's, it's literally damaging them. Mm-hmm. It's physically da- and, and in more ways than one. And what was funny is my my son got asked by his fellow student, "Hey, what do you think about this?" And he said, "And he and it's a great illustration." And I, and I think he pulled this off one of my old podcasts when I talked about um, transgenderism. Mm-hmm. And this woman talked about the idea of if somebody walked into a hospital and said, "Hey, I want to," I'm an amputee trapped inside of a a whole person's body. I need you to cut my arm off. That is classified as a mental disorder, mm-hmm. which rightfully so, correct? Right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but you have, but you have a woman walking into a hospital and say, listen, I'm a transgender. I'm actually a man trapped inside of a woman's body. So I need you to cut my breasts off. Is there anything wrong with your breasts? No, there's nothing wrong. I need you to cut those off. I need you to inject me with uh, testosterone, and I need you to surgically implant a penis on me. Right. Like, and we're like, oh, that's just transgender, and they're totally fine. Yeah. That's, that's when fine. did the that's shift cool. happen where they're like, we we stopped seeing? Okay. I mean, I don't have exact uh, dates and years uh, on my mind. Uh, anybody can do the research and, and find that. But what I can tell you for sure is that it happened very slowly. It did. And then it got a little faster and mm-hmm. ramped up a little faster and then went into turbo overdrive. But it's all been a consistent growth, right? Over mm-hmm. the course of, what, a few decades, yeah. probably? You know, you've got the sexual revolution back in the 60s and 70s. And that's where it began. When you and, when you step outside yeah, of God's sure. creative order for sex, one man, one woman, that's that's where God, God set it up. When you stop that and you say, well... You know, in the 60s, it was free love. Right, sure. And you can do whatever, you know, resist the authority and do what you want and have a good yeah. time. And Be blah, your blah. own person. Be your own person. Yeah. And then yeah. it was, it moved from that into this weird, uh, it's just hybrid. It's just weird. And I think it's yeah. interesting. I've actually been watching on Netflix, and I know you, you haven't. I, I've told you about it, but I, I watched on Netflix the, the story of the assassination of Versace. Right. Mm-hmm. So Versace's um, a, a, a uh, clothes. He makes clothes and and mm-hmm. perfume. Clothing designer yeah. person. So back in the nineties, he was. And I found it interesting because I actually was in Florida not too long ago, and I actually saw this guy's house. So that was the reason I was when I was scrolling through Netflix. I was like, oh, I was at that. I just I drove right past mm-hmm. that guy's house. Is it a museum now? Or? It's actually a hotel. Oh. You can stay the night there. So. No, uh, thank you. Yeah, it's a, it's no. a little it's a little weird. Well. The inside of it's incredibly bizarre. It's I'm it's sure. a very bizarre place. Ornate and big time gold yeah. everywhere, and yeah, you know, just it's just it's decorated very strangely. Mm-hmm. So you can stay the night there. But anyway, so I watched. I started watching this, and come to find out, um, he was gay. And um, what Hollywood has done, and they didn't mean to, because this is not Hollywood. Hollywood has graphically shown, and it and I will preface if you. Watch this. Do not watch it with children, because oh, yeah. it is right. very for sure. There is graphic content in terms of mm-hmm. you don't see like graphic sex, but you see gruesome murders. Yeah, sure. and and the statistics show that gay men are 
their their lifespan is cut in half because of, of jealousy, because of mm-hmm. just disease. I mean, just whether it be jealousy or disease or rage or yeah. um, just a just a very very risky lifestyle. Very risky. Um, surrounded many times by. Uh, drugs and mm-hmm. and alcohol over overuse and overindulging and all of these things. Um, I mean, I was reading up on it just a little bit earlier today, and I found all kinds of statistics, and they all seem to line up pretty consistently. I, I think one of the numbers I remember reading is that uh, gay men are uh, are up to ten times mm. more likely to overindulge in things like cocaine yep. and amphetamines, uh, ketamine. Uh, heroin, things like that, it is embedded into the culture, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, when you when you get to talking about the the sexual aspect of it and the sexual immorality of it, and uh, one thing I've heard from time to time is, oh, you're you're just making it all about sex. You think our lifestyle is just sex, 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 and that's all it is. It's more than that. It's my identity and it, it's who I am, and these mm-hmm. are the reasons why. But. Honestly, I, I don't buy that. No, I, I don't think either. That's a ne- lie. But it, the whole society evolves, mm-hmm. or, or sorry, revolves around sex. Absolutely, it it, is, it's, it is it's an sex. Industry. It is sensuality. Mm-hmm. It is doing what the flesh wants. Mm-hmm. It is taking hold of and um, and just taking whatever you want when you want it. Um, and speaking of taking what you want, the statistics of of rape and um, aggressive aggressiveness within that culture is through the roof as through well. The roof. Absolutely. Um, in fact, um, and I'm sorry. After this, I'll, I'll cut it off. You're here. I'm going somewhere. But on that note, as far as the aggressive nature of it, mm-hmm. and and the uh, you know aggressively putting pushing on to people, you know, um, even when they don't want it and things like that, you talk to many, I'll say many, um, I think I can accurately say most, um, I don't have a direct number, but it is widely known, widely known, that many, if not most people who identify as a homosexual, especially men, um, and that practice in that lifestyle, most of them will say, if you actually get to talk to them and get them to admit it, most of them experience some sort of rape. Mm-hmm. Most of them were assaulted. Most mm-hmm. of them were molested as children. Yeah, and that breeds this type of lifestyle, and it comes yeah. out of that. And it's—I don't say that as a "ha ha, I have facts." It's—it's it's incredibly it's sad. heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking to say that. I hate it. And it just—I hurts my heart to even think that way because yeah, it's extremely common. All of us are made in the image of God. We, we carry the imago. We carry that that that. Mm-hmm. The image we're the image bearers of the Lord Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. and yeah. that breaks my heart that an image bearer is wounded like that. Mm-hmm. And I, that just it, it just, but I, what they did in this movie is they are illustrating Romans chapter one where it says, "Therefore, God gave them up to their lusts." In verse twenty-four of chapter one, it says, "Therefore, God gave them up in the lusts of their heart to impurities, to dishonor their bodies among themselves." And this. This story of this one guy, I mean, he, and, and what's funny is people, you know, the world will just say, and that's just a tragedy and how that, that played out. Yeah, oh, that was just terrible how he died, and he was such a talented person, a skilled person. Like, what, what a terrible loss, right? Right. You know, and then they, I know where you're going with this, 
they completely ignore it's like it's just out of their mind. They ignore the fact that his own actions brought that about. Brought about. That his lifestyle brought about that tragedy. He, he they just a, think, oh, the, it, stuff just happens. It, right. ju it just happened to him. What a tragedy. Yeah. Uh, no. He had this, he had an <laughs> encounter with this man, Andrew Kucinich or whatever, Kuc something. I can't remember the guy's name. Andrew something. Mm, and okay. it was a last name. He had this encounter back in the early 90s in a club with this one man. And they it ended up having, they had dinner. And there was probably... The movie insinuates that they did have sex, and, and there was this yeah. relationship that ensued. And he just sort of kind of Versace cut it off and went down the road and found someone else, mm -hmm. got another, another, and that that husband or whatever you want to call it that was with him, they engaged in group sessions and and things oh, of that yeah. nature. And so, mm -hmm. and it's just this huge group parties, group parties. Yeah, there was, and it just it it shows. It illustrated, this movie illustrated to a T, Romans chapter 1. Mm -hmm. And how they, they, they gave up, they did what they wanted with their own bodies to, to pleasure, mm -hmm. to do what they wanted. Yeah. And then you keep going in verse 26, it says, For this reason God gave them up to dishonorable passions. And for their, their women, this even goes as far as to say the women exchanged um, natural relations with that that is contrary to nature. And men likewise gave up natural relations with women, and men uh, were consumed with their own passions one for another, men uh, committing shameless acts with other men and, and receiving in themselves the due penalty of their error. So, right. that is, this movie has perfectly illustrated this, but yet here we are as a society endorsing 6th through 12th graders, children, not adults, children and we wondered what you know and i said in 2015 when when gay marriage was legalized i said from a st i stood on a stage and i told him i said mark my words pedophilia will be legal within 10 years and that oh, was 2015 oh if and we're all we're we're th we're there like we're walking through the door as we speak mm -hmm. people are starting to say well who are we to and they're using the same logic the as the same language. Yeah. I was born this way. I can't help it. I was born this way. Right. Right. All the while the scriptures tell us, yeah, you of course you were born this way. You're born sinful. Yeah. You're born dead in sins and trespasses. You're so, born with a with a, a tongue of a snake, a tongue that does damage and and death and darkness. Jeremiah 17, 9. The yeah. heart of man is deceitful of all wicked. things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, yes, you were born that way. In that, so we're called to fight this thing. Sinner, of course, just like everyone else. So we're called to fight this, and I'm thinking to myself, the church is quiet. Like that, we're even recording this podcast. I guarantee you, I will catch flack. You will catch flack for this podcast. Oh sure, yeah. And awesome. because how, you're so rude, you're so hateful. Mm -hmm. No, I'm not. I'm trying to make the point of what are we doing? We're going down a path that we're not going to be able to get back from. Well, you've probably seen things shared recently or semi-recently on social media. I'm pretty sure I saw something posted uh, by Everett Piper that was in regards mm -hmm. to pedophilia. Yeah. Some art, I mean, there's all kinds of it. Just YouTube it, people. Mm -hmm. There's all kinds of videos of people on YouTube Begging that, are, for. that are speaking the way you just spoke a moment ago. They're calling for the normalization and the acceptance of pedophilia. Which is just... They're saying, I... Insane. I can't help it. I am just I'm attracted to kids and 
it's around in this age range or whatever, or maybe they don't give an age range. It doesn't really matter. Do you hear what they're saying? And they're using mm. what? The, the same, same justification. Stuff. Yep, same language. And, and it's, where does it end? It, where does it stop? How, it's not how long until murderers call for the same treatment? Yeah. For the same acceptance. I was born this way. Tolerance. Tolerance, yeah. You know, where does it end? There is no roadblock. And what was hilarious, as I was, when I said, when I said that in 2015, I was chastised. I got pulled aside and said, you can't say that. How dare you? It it will never be legal. That will never be legal. I said, we said 20 years ago. We saw, said 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. gay marriage would never come about. It's here. It's legal, and if we if we talk against it, you're considered according you know, to the Supreme Court anyway. Right, <laughs> hate speech. Con- Congress never voted on it, by the way. People. No, which is illegal. <laughs> and it, it, we're we're being indoctrinated, and if you're not indoctrinated, back to where I've started. Christian parents, if you're not teaching your children the Bible, if you're not encouraging them to say get, if you're not indoctrinating your kids, someone will. Right. Sure. And I see that my kid is in public school, and it, it breaks my heart to say that my kid is in public school for the first time. Uh, he's a sophomore. Mm-hmm. He's not he's not been in public school prior to this, and he is seeing things and being exposed to things that are hellishly wicked. And don't tell me that the public education system is not trying to indoctrinate children because they are, mm-hmm. even in Oklahoma. Yeah, and thankfully, praise God, though the difference with your kid is. You've already trained him. <laughs> right. He's 16, yeah. so he's got he's got 16 years of, or 15, he was 15 when he went in. So 15 years of training of, here's what the Bible teaches. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if there's anything, and, and I, know you, I know you agree, if there's anything that we can encourage people out there who are listening to this, who are parents, or even if, even if you're not directly a parent, uh, if you're an uncle or, um, or an aunt or, or whatever, you have relatives, cousins, people that are younger than you, and you are a Christian, um, I believe that you have some sense of an obligation. Very much so. Um, to speak, especially if you're a parent, I'll say oh, that. Oh, wow, yeah. You have an obligation to teach your children, to raise them uh, in, in the ways of the Lord, to raise them. Deuteronomy uh, 6. <laughs> in, the, in the Word, to mm. train them and to teach them. Um, and I'll say this too, even to you professing Christians that are that are going to church regularly, you're 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 devout, you're devoted, you love your church, uh, you love Christ. Um, even those of you who are are um, dependable in a sense of being a part of the church body, you can't depend on your kids' Sunday school teachers either. Nope. You can't. Men, and I, and I you're don't called to be the pastor that. of your home. Yeah, I, I don't say that. Don't don't misunderstand me. I don't say that to disparage Sunday school teachers or you're, to by the way, you're, downplay what they're what they're doing. Sunday school teachers are vital and they're amen. wonderful. But what I'm saying is you cannot make that the only time that your child gets biblical nope. training. It's it like a vitamin. It needs to be happening at home. Yeah, absolutely. Sunday school and going to church on Sunday is like taking a vitamin. If that's all you're doing... Yeah, it's supplemental. It's supplemental. If that's yeah. all you're doing, if you're only the time you're opening the Bible and talking and praying with your kids, if that's it, right, your kids are going to be weak. Right. You need to be training your kids in your home and all that stuff that's happening at church, within the church body, that's wonderful and that's great and it's commendable. And uh, it's, I believe, commanded. Absolutely. You know, we are commanded to be a part of the church body. But you must 
be training your kids at home. Got to. Got to. doing it. Well, as always, this, man, this is the quickest 30 minutes in the world. Um, that was 30 minutes? Yeah, we're, it's fast. <laughs> I'm so glad that you're, you were on the show today. Um, me too. Would you dismiss Thank us you in prayer? Thank you for having me. Yeah, glad Absolutely. to have you. Lord God, as we deal with these, uh, these difficult issues in our culture, some of them very stressful, mm. some of them very um, scary in some ways, and we don't always know how to react and, and how to speak, Lord, help us to go out into this world in love mm. and help us to go out ready to speak your word Speak your truth in love to warn those that are headed towards destruction, God. Mm. Those that are damaging themselves, that are putting themselves in very dangerous circumstances, dangerous lifestyles. God, help them to understand that we do not hate them. Mm. When we speak out against these things and we speak towards them and we try to call them to you, Father, we call them to repentance and call them to run towards Christ and to run away from these damaging, dangerous lifestyles. And the God, we just ask that you would open eyes, that you would use us mm. as instruments and as tools to go out and proclaim the truth of your gospel and to let people know that you are better, that you are God Almighty, that you are sovereign, that you are a loving God, and that no sinner is beyond being saved. That's right. No sinner is too far gone. You are mm. a mighty Savior. And Lord, we ask that you use us, Lord, as we go out into our culture and address these, these difficult issues. And uh, help us to do that in love and in patience. And help us to train our children, Lord, and to raise them up as mighty, mighty warriors in Christ as well. Yeah. Lord, we love you and we thank you and we thank you for Jesus and it's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks. This program has been brought to you by DSR, a technology company that has been investing in Bartles of the Families for over 35 years. DSR, we deliver technology.